Welcome again to another therapy session with me and cousin Stacy. Stacy, we are back. We are back. We are back. We're back. Yeah, we got so much to talk about. <laughs> yes, we got uh, the stuff that happened in Texas, the video out of Grambling, Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban. Uh, but you're all and you're also your upcoming trip to New Orleans. Can't wait to hang Yay! out. Can't, can't wait to finally meet you in, in the city. Uh, so that being said, we're going to jump in and discuss the stuff with Texas. And I'm going to say this, Stacey. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, a guy named Michael Thomas, and I was I don't know why I decided to talk, ask him. I, I don't know why I decided to ask him the question because I, you know, I only just give him like over unders on baseball games. I always give him like lines and stuff. Um, I asked him this morning. I say, Mike, did when we were kids. And we went to Fairview Junior High School. We were there. We went. We were there for two years. We were there for two years. We spent two years together over at Fairview. I was there for three. He was there for two. And I say, Mike, when we were in school, did we have active shooting drills? He was like, he felt that we did, but we didn't. But 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 I asked a couple of other people who I went to school with at Fairview. I asked him the question, and they were like, "No, we didn't have we didn't have active uh, active shooter after active shooter drills. We didn't. We didn't have those." Uh, I was I remember when Columbine happened, and I remember when Jonesboro happened in per, in Pearl in Springfield, Oregon, in Paducah, Kentucky, um, and I remember you know I remember when all of that happened, and the thing was the thing to me was um i don't remember even as late as 2006 or 2007 i don't ever remember hearing about active shooter drills in memphis public schools i don't ever remember that i say this because these kids they've had they got it way worse than what we did stacy way worse they got to deal with a, they got to deal with a pandemic they got to deal with with school shootings they had it way worse than what we did we didn't have any of this i mean you, you know columbine happened when i was a kid but the level now they didn't we didn't have it we didn't have this we didn't have it to the level of what you see now. And what angers me the most is that Greg Abbott and the rest of that, the rest of the, the GOP uh, ran legislative in Texas, those kids' blood are on their hands. Greg Abbott wanted to ramp up, uh, ramp up gun buying in the state of Texas. He wanted to make it easier 
for people when they turned 18 to get a gun. And he did not realize with his stupid ass that when that when that bill was signed into law in Texas, he basically was about to have a lot of blood on his fucking hands. And they don't care. And that's what kills me is that that this whole hour press conference and them being mad at Beto O'Rourke for showing up and pointing out the fact that they don't give a damn. You're going to give a press conference about these poor kids and these teachers gone, but you're going to take your ass to Houston two or three days later to speak at the NRA convention. Yeah, and we're supposed to believe that you care. And it's like, it's enough. I, I mean, I'm people are tired. People are tired. People are tired. And, and, and here's the thing. Everybody's like, well, the Democrats don't do shit about uh, gun gun control. Roll the tape, uh, roll the tape. First thing, 2012, Sandy Hook, 21 was killed. Congress proposed bipartisan bill expanding background checks, a ban on assault weapons, and high capacity gun magazines. It was blocked by Republicans. All right, second time, the Democrats tried to eliminate what became known as the Charleston loophole. This was signed, this was proposed by Jim Clyburn. It was a uh, loophole which allowed people with incomplete background checks to purchase guns after three days blocked by the Republicans. Sam Bernardino, 24, 22 injured, 14 killed. Senator Republicans blocked, Senate Republicans blocked two gun control proposals introduced by Democrats on background checks. All right, 2016, several Republicans voted against four measures to prevent people on fed terrorism watch list from buying guns and closed loopholes and background check laws 2017 58 killed 500 injured uh, but a the bill thing about to expand background checks was introduced hold on, hold on hold on but it failed to advance to the senate parkland dems called for legislation the republicans had a majority the former guy broke promises he made to raise the minimum age to purchase rifles and to enforce universal background checks. Okay, so now, seventh, 23 people killed in El Paso. Guess what happens? The Democrats, the House Democrats introduced a package of gun restrictions, including a bill to ban the manufacture and sell of large capacity magazines. The former guy vowed to veto the legislation so McConnell never brought it to a vote, okay? And then eight, Biden urged the Senate to pass two House-approved bills to expand background checks and renew bans on assault rifles and high-capacity magazines. The Republicans, they didn't, they, they, they didn't do shit. They didn't do but shit. I'll but are we really surprised because here's no, the thing no and what pissed me off this morning was watching Stephen a smith saying well trying to make that both sides argument dude this is not a both sides argument as you just clearly pointed out the democrats have been trying to get gun legislation passed 
and they haven't been able to do because they have no cooperation. Steve Kerr said it. We are being held hostage by the NRA and the Republicans. Steve and people Smith, are people do not realize that. It's always this fucking both sides shit. You're screaming at Joe Biden. Joe Biden been pushing the Senate to pass two yeah. House approved bills. And they don't want and they're not gonna and, and people not, don't want to hear that shit. But and that's the thing that they don't want to hear it. And then on top of that, let me say this about the American public. We need to wake the fuck up because I said it on my timeline. The only way this shit is going to change is we have to vote. And people get people tired don't of want, people don't want to hear that. People shit. don't want to hear that. But that's the fact is that this shit is going to keep on going on until we vote these clowns out of office. And that's just the fact. All you need is 60. All you need is 60 votes. 60. 60. I would rather have like 60 votes. 60 votes. That's all you need. And you have the gun control that we've been waiting for the longest. And you can hold the Senate and you can hold the House. And that's what people need to understand is that, you know, until we are control of both houses. I mean, yes, we're we're in, we're in the majority right now, but if people don't vote and flip seats in November, we're gonna be in the same situation we stuck in now because the Republicans have made it perfectly plain. They don't they're give a gonna, fuck. Yeah, they, they don't. don't give a fuck, and they're not gonna change. They're not gonna care. They're not gonna, they're not gonna care. They're not gonna. And I'm glad that, like I said, Bear O'Rourke stepped up and did. What and he was telling the truth, and everybody. And he's go, go, the truth. And people would get all in their feelings and be upset and be like, oh, it was a power play and all this stuff. Now, he did the right thing because he needed to for them to see, he needed Texas to see, he needed the world to see that Greg Abbott, hypocritical ass, is the reason why there are 19 children dead, two adults, 21 people are dead because of a kid, a punk who decided and like I said, and let's not talk about mental health because somebody else brought up a thing. Oh, don't, don't, don't bring that let's, up. Don't, don't bring mental health up and then sit up and say it, it's mental health, but then you don't want to sit up there and, and pass legislation so people can get more mental health. Don't say that shit. It's an excuse. The fact that a jail in Houston, the fact that there's a jail in Houston that is the only place for mental health in the state of... The state, of, the state of Louisiana has 4 million people. 4 million. Greg Abbott refused to expand the Medicaid in the state of Texas. In the state of Texas. I know... So did Kay Abbott in this state. And I, you missed the commercials, honey. I'm glad they're all over. She won last night, her primary. But well, that was not surprising. Um, no, and uh, in a way, and I'm be honest with you, in a way, I'm glad because the people behind her were just as crazy as she was. I figured she was just playing politics because she knows these rednecks were not going to vote for her. She didn't kiss a little Trump ass. And toward the end, that's what she did. And she secured her victory. But she was on two or three commercials, I promise to God, where she was holding a gun. She was at a gun range on one video. And next video, she talking and she pulls out a pistol out her purse. This is what the world has come to that. And then, you know, we had other candidates doing the same thing at gun ranges. We had Mo Brooks on the commercial talking about when Steve Scalise got was uh, shot at and almost died, that he was still for Second Amendment rights. 
how do you feel about sex? To me, and, and I've said this to other people, I saw somebody say this on my timeline saying, well, the problem isn't guns. Okay, tell that to the to the 21 folks who lost family members yesterday. The problem's okay, not guns. The problem's not that guns. Guns is not the problem. People need to stop saying that. It's exactly. not the guns. It's the loopholes that these people go uh uh these that that go through to get these guns. It's the loopholes that allow it to happen. Okay? It's not guns. Guns are not the problem here. Okay? There are people who hunt that are very responsible with their guns. There are people I for example, I play a uh, war machine all the time on my phone. So kind of like Call of Duty. I play Call of Duty on my phone, okay? I'm not tempted to go and shoot up a, a, a place. I'm not, it's a video game, okay? The thing is, everybody believes that gun control means they're gonna take away your guns. No one is taking away your guns. Stop saying that. What we want, and I believe this, you need to have universal background checks. If you're on a federal terrorism watch, you should not own a gun. If you have a felony, you should not own a gun. People, uh, and but I think that we, but guns are the problem though. But I think that most sensible, I will say this, most sensible gun owners won't background check. They said 90%, I think Steve Kerr said last night, 90% of us want this. But 90%. 90% of the country wants it. We don't have a problem with that. But the problem is, is the 10% that are louder, like the NRA, they're loud. They have voices. And that's the thing I like. And they about have them. money. They have money. And the, I mean, I think I read somewhere that Mitt Romney makes $13 million off the NRA. How about Marco Rubio makes $3 million? They're getting paid to basically turn their backs on dead kids and they need to be called out about it. And they need to be told if you don't sit there and do something about it, because how many more people, because there's going to be something else happening in another week or two. They caught somebody today from what I understand. And in I Richardson, say, Texas. Yeah, that was going to go to his suburban. high school and kill some people. So what is going to, because to me, what needs to start, the, the, what's going to hurt these folks is picking their damn pockets and suing. I said this, what happened in Buffalo, These the families in Buffalo need to start suing these damn uh social media sites that allow this shit to go on because that's how the, the only way some of these people are going to get the message is take money out their pocket start you're gonna, to have, to, you're gonna have to take you're gonna have to take the money out you're gonna have to take the money out uh, of the pockets and you also got these gun manufacturers are going to get sued oh, yeah. and everything and i mean new york state they're doing that california has a law now uh shout out to governor uh, gavin uh, newsom about that yeah um People are tired, but yep. also, I, 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 it's you know we we can talk about the politicians all day. You know who, who, what else angers me? I think what also angers me is the normalization, the humanization of killers that the media does. Yes, yes. That's the thing that makes me. Yep. That's that's the stuff that angers me the most because. You finally started saying you did a profile on the killer saying he was bullied and shit. He killed people. Right. Who cares? 
Who cares? It's like I was bullied as a child and I didn't go out there and decide to kill my enemies. That's not how it works. Last week it was the Buffalo killer where he had a toothache. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw it. And and I was so a fucking toothache. pissed off about about that. I was like, okay, so he had a toothache and he decided to kill people because he had a toothache. No, he was a fucking racist. Yeah, he was a racist. He was and a people, fucking and, racist. And I'm sick and, of it. I'm sick of white America sitting up here making excuses for when shit like this happens instead of addressing the issue. It's racism. It's racism. It's racism. White people, the majority of them don't want to address the issue. They especially, don't like wanna, the, uh, especially like some of those leftist motherfuckers. They don't want, uh, you know, we, we, we know we know about the MAGAs. I, I respect them because they do walk in their fucking truth. Yeah, I respect they them the because they, they walk in their truth. No matter, no matter how crazy they look, they believe it. They, they I, I respect them. I respect them for that. I don't respect at all some of the shit that I saw from Bree Bree Joy. And, and let's talk about Bree Bree Joy. Even though I know I don't want to talk about her, let's <laughs> let's let's go in on this bitch. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you why we're gonna go in on this bitch. She's a self-hating black bitch. I'm sorry. She's a self-hating black bitch. She literally regurgitated Tucker Carlson's words and saying that the liberals were playing boogeyman. They were viewing him as the boogeyman. And I'm like, you really do not like being black, do you? You don't like your black skin. It pains you. It pains you that you're black. And people like Bree Bree Joy, I cannot fucking stand. And, you know, we talked about this numerous times, numerous times, numerous times, uh, Stacy. And it's just like, what is the end result with, with Bree Bree Joy? Do you wanna be accepted by white people? Or what, what is the end game in all of this with her? I don't, you know, I think to me it's money. I think she wants to be the next Candace Owens. I think that's exactly what, that's how I took it because this is somebody who, who he, she might be self-hating black woman, but she's also a black woman who is willing to sell out her soul to the devil so she can make some coins because she thought she's going to get some money when she was back in Bernie Sanders and back in the progressive movement. So that's not making her money now. So now she's probably getting ready to be uh, uh, be a Republican or at least call herself an independent or whatever the hell she wants to call herself because she needs the money. She's like I said, I remember Candace Owens from what I understood used to be a Democrat, but he wasn't making her no money. She turned a Republican. See, I respect like that, that part. I, I will say this. I respect the hustle. I do respect the hustle. I respect the hustle because some of them people are gullible as fuck. They're gullible as fuck. And they will buy in to the lie. So I do respect the hustle. I don't respect it because I think if she meant what she said, and she obviously she's a phony. And that's all it says to me. You are phony and you a sellout. You're willing to sit there knowing after 10 black folks, elderly black people just shopping, getting food one Sunday, and you're willing to go and tell the cars who basically promotes this kind of shit. You a damn sellout. You are phony. Yeah, yeah. I don't, her, I don't and, and, respect that. From no, yeah. and then doing it for money, 
And that's all it is because, like I said, being a flunky for Bernie Sanders has not paid off for her. Although Bernie has four houses, she hasn't got anything of it. So you know what? Guess what she's going to do? I'm going to sit there and pretend or at least play the uh, Now she's going to play the game. Like I said, she's, it's a hustle. A lot of these people, like I said, Candace Owens, I don't know that, believe that's a hustle for her. That was a hustle. She tried and, to get and the, and, and the thing that made me mad that Bree Joy, when everybody started going in on her, she started talking about how it was, you know, she started saying, well, black, my, you know, black people were, you know, people were killing me because of my race or whatever. Like, motherfucker, fuck you. Right. Fuck Nobody you. Because you the same person that didn't care if someone called you to, uh, 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 a nigger. You're the same person that said that. You're the same person that said you didn't care if anyone called you a nigger. I'm going to say sell out. And, you know, and, and as I said, she crazy. just, she hates her black skin, uh, Stacey. I don't even think it's hating her black skin. I really believe that it is about the money game. It's like she's Sean King, basically. Sean King played the she's game. And like far, I said, she she's far, 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 far in, deep into deep. And it's, 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 it's this thing where I, I think about um, I follow the, um, the 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 deputy press secretary for the state of Louisiana for the governor of Louisiana, Christina Stevens. Anytime I needed uh, a question answered or something you know pertaining to COVID, and you know I've told you this story. Um, Christina always always get she always answered those questions no i didn't always agree with her on things but anytime i needed answers um ans uh, questions answered i always got those questions answered i never see seen her do anything like what brie brie joy did as press secretary she insulted people like the base of the black the, the democratic party the black women. She insulted black women. She felt like black people were so stupid that if you threw black on something, they'll fall for it. it I mean, but, like, that's what, but that's what that's what Trump thought. Trump thought if he dragged up a few black people or had one or two of us in the in the in attendance at a couple of his rallies that we or if he gets some black celebrity to fall in line with him that you know, like Kanye, that the rest will follow. Black people are way too small for that. Now, some of us who are dumb as hell and we'll fall for that game, but I would say the majority of black people, we recognize that shit. We recognize we recognize a con when we see it. Right. And, and which is why, which is why, which is why Bernie got denied twice. Because black people knew Joe Biden. Black people knew Joe Biden. And you know, when you think of when you think of uh, 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 Bernie Sanders, how many people knew who Bernie Sanders was before 2016? I know I didn't. I didn't know him. I didn't know who the hell. Was. And that should tell us something right there because I've heard of Joe Biden. You know, but you know, of course I did because of Barack. But then, you know, I think I heard of him back in the day too. The thing about it is, is that Bernie Sanders never did anything. And that to me should be a, and most black people understood that game recognizes game. 
we sit there and we saw this man for who he was. A lot of these young, some of these young black folks and a lot of these young white ones were sitting up there was willing to follow him into war, not knowing he wasn't carrying no damn weapon because he wasn't doing nothing. Vernon was trying to get paid. He just like everybody else. He wants some money. He talking about running in 2024. And I'm like, for what? So you can get beat again? And it's nothing. But it's just like Trump. A lot of people say Trump ain't running. They said Trump just want money. This ain't about him running in 2024. He, he's trying to avoid jail. Yeah, he's, he's trying, trying to avoid jail too. And that's that's the that's big the, thing. That's what he people don't, don't realize. Jail. He's trying to avoid jail. Avoid jail. Yep. So Talking it's about like, civil war and shit. For real. So, Who so, your ass? <laughs> so 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 it's like he knows that he, the reason why he wants to run is because he knows he's trying to avoid jail. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, there's no doubt. So it's like that's the that's the reason why. And I think the less you the less and, and also this is again goes back, this goes back to uh what I was talking about with the media. The media does all this humanizing of yep. these murderers. And 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 it's not just with just the media. It, I mean, you see it with the television shows, the crime shows, and all those things. You see it all over. You know, we and, and we feed into it because it's just part of our nature, you know, um, and, and I think that's the thing that people don't realize um, that this is not just a political thing. This is not just politics we're talking about. This is also a failure of the media. The media, as soon as I, I text my friend um, Nicole and I say, Nicole, watch how they normalize the fucking killer. And they humanize yep. him. They want you to feel sorry for him. Yeah. And when they found out that he wasn't from, um, what was I gonna say? He was not here illegally. The motherfucker was born in North Dakota. They, they, that, that was like one domino that fell. One domino that fell, which was he's not, a, he's not illegal. Uh, and the second domino is he didn't have a mental health illness. Right. And then. And then we want to talk about Chicago. Okay, it's easy. Indiana has some of the easy, most lenient um, <coughs> gun laws in the country. A lot of those guns do not come from Illinois. Well, that's what, who else was, I'm trying to think somebody said the same thing about another state about how easy it was it was the new york governor who said how easy it was to cross over to pennsylvania to get guns and she said that's how a lot of them she said because new york has restrictive gun laws but she said pennsylvania doesn't so you can go to pennsylvania and get your gun easier in, over there than you can in new york and that's the problem it's one thing if you know if uh i'll just throw it out there like uh california has restrictive gun laws but then if you can go across the border over to Arizona and get a gun, what's the point? I mean, there needs to be some kind of restrictive gun laws across the country. There needs to be some kind of restrictive laws. Because this this is going to happen again. We all know it. Because uh, it's not a question of... You know, exactly. And, and right... You know. Oh, uh, yeah, we all know it. I, I'm I'm just numb to it. Like I'm just I'm just numb. I'm numb to it because I'm I'm just numb to it because I've I've seen it so much. People, you know, people always ask me, you know, you should, you know, be 
much more, you know, you should watch news more. I'm like, dude, I don't watch news. I refuse to, um, um, and I'm not being an asshole about it, about it, but like when stuff like this happens, I mute keywords, I mute people because I want to protect my peace. So as I'm talking to you, as I'm talking to you, I am doing the directions for like the nearest gun place from Wrigley Field. So I have Wrigley Field and I'm going to go with gun stores in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Let's see. Shoot. Like I say, so I'm gonna actually show how how far gun stores, how easy it is to get. Okay, there's a West Fourth, uh, West Fourth Sports. West Fourth Sports is in Gary, Indiana. So I just put in Wrigley Field. And now I'm putting in West Fort Sports, which is in Gary, Indiana. Okay. Driving from, from Wrigley Field to West Fort Sports, Gary, Indiana, it's about 55 minutes. It's 44 miles from Chicago. It's 44 miles from uh, Wrigley Field. Now let's put in a uh, guaranteed rate, guaranteed uh, rate field in Chicago. It's 37 miles. So that means it takes, it's 37 minutes to Gary, Indiana. You can be in Chicago, you can be in Indiana in less, in less than an hour and get a gun at West Fort Sports. And West Fort Sports actually got sued by the city of Chicago. Because they sold at least 180 guns to 40 people. But everybody always wants to point out what about Chicago? Chicago oh, that, has some that's the racist, gun laws in the country. But that's the racist. Yeah. That's the racist going yeah. to that like, yeah. oh, well, you know. But, but, but you that's know what? what we Chicago. But, is, <laughs> but you know, people have been talking about Chicago ever since the civil rights era. Remember, yeah. they used to always say, look at Chicago. The people in Mississippi, they would be like, Look at Chicago. They used to do that all the fucking time. They used to do that all the time. They used to always say anytime there was some shit going on in the South, people would always talk about down here. They were like, oh, yeah, look at Chicago. Oh, uh, look at Chicago. And I kept telling people, I said, dude, it's easy as fuck to get a gun in Indiana. You can go 30 minutes and you'll be in Indiana. You can go outside of Chicago, outside of Cook County, and get a gun outside of the Chicago city limits and get guns. So the whole Chicago trope, which is racist as fuck, it's also a very lazy, a very lazy um, trope to have. Like for example, I'm looking at Louisiana's gun laws, and I and I've always wondered about the uh, the gun laws in the state of Louisiana. And we have um, open uh, open open carry of firearms in this state is permitted 
uh, let's see here. I'm looking at it. It's a small, it's a shall issue for concealed carry. And um, it's the open carry of firearms is permitted without a permit as long as the user is of 18 years of age and legally able to possess a firearm under state and federal law. Louisiana has state preemption of firearm laws except for local laws passed before July 15, 1985. Government bodies other than the state may not sue firearms, manufacturers, dealers, or trade associations for damages that are the result of lawful activity. St. Mary Parish has adopted a Second Amendment sanctuary resolution. Okay, so also in terms of that, we don't even do, they don't even do background checks. There's no uh, assault weapons laws. Um, there is a permit required for, uh, for concealed carry. Uh, there's also um, a duty to inform. We also have the state preemption uh, of local restrictions, which was, uh, which also includes the local ordinance passed before July 1985. And then there's also the Castle Doctrine Standing Your Ground Law. Uh, so those, that's really what the gun laws are in the state of Louisiana. Um, are they better than Texas? I guess maybe, maybe, maybe not. But I do think, I do think, um, I, I, I do think um, they could be better. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? You know, like I said, that I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, that at this point that it's going to be up to voters because I keep on saying this, is that if we want this situation to change, yeah. we have to vote. We can't sit here and see all this happening in May and then come November, forget this shit. Because I said it earlier. The, the last three weeks should be a wake-up call to everybody in America. I don't care what your political affiliation is. You should re-examine yourself and wonder where is this country going? Because first of all, we have a Supreme Court that has become political that's trying to steal away abortion rights. And when they get that, which they're supposed to be making a decision on that in June, they're going to come after gay rights. They're going to come after the They're going to come for gay rights. They're going to come for everything. They're going to come for everything that we as you know, people, come as our, uh, parents and grandparents, they're going to come for, they're coming for everything. And that's the thing. And then the next thing you know, we've had 10, you know, uh, 10 uh, mostly elderly black people shot in a shopping uh, grocery store for no reason other than being black. And now we've had this, what happened yesterday with the Hispanic children being killed and two teachers. When is enough going to be enough? And the thing about this, this should be a wake-up call to America. That this, this should this should piss every single American off and make everybody re-examine what is going on in this country. A lot of this, I blame, and I mean, a lot of this, I blame Trump. But I know, and I know to a certain extent, you know, I think, and honestly, I believe in my heart, it is a wake-up call. I think. I said in 2020, a lot of people were worried about Trump not, I mean, Trump winning 2020. I said, I told you then I thought it was going to be over because too many people were dying from COVID. He wasn't doing anything and people were tired of the corruption. And I was right. He lost about 7 million votes. I think what's happening now is going to be a wake up call to the, to the Democrats in, in the fall. We can't let this go on, but I keep on telling people, 
I don't care what your political affiliation is. This should scare the shit out of you that your child, my nieces, my nieces, thank God, were off this week because their last day, official day, last day of school is supposed to be tomorrow. But most of these teachers told them at the last week, you don't come back, school is over. And it's the frightened people that you can't go to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, a lot of schools are ending this week. Yeah, a lot of schools are ending. They, they just, like I said, our school system is ending tomorrow, but the kids, the teachers, and, and the teachers at the schools were saying, don't come back, basically. My mom was pissed off about it because she's like, well, they need to be in school until the end. And, I, and I'm glad they're home because I know where they are. They're at home with us. I know where they are. I don't have to worry about that. But like somebody's saying, a lot of people still had to go drop their kids off at school today or at daycare. And you never know. And people are just so fucking crazy. And it's like, we went to the grocery store. I don't think anything about it going in the Walmart and shopping. But I've seen people going to Walmart with, with guns on, on their hips and stuff. Not thinking about it because I'm thinking, quote, unquote, protection. But you don't know. And this should be a wake-up call to every single one of us. And when is, when is enough going to be enough? Yeah, Who you don't know. Have to die? You know, is it going to be a politician? Because that's going to be the next thing. It might take a politician, another Gabby Gifford situation happening for people to understand that this shit is serious and that if we don't do something about it now, and the main thing about it is Americans need to get off our asses, stop complaining, stop being Twitter warriors. I mean, I'm a Twitter warrior, but I'm going to vote. I voted yesterday. I don't know if it means anything, but I voted. And I think that everybody needs to get out there ass in November and remember all this shit. When you said if they're going to the party, I mean, the, the, the thing, you, you voted and you, you, you know, and, and the thing, and, and our citizen will close out this topic. The thing that angered me the most today, it was a guy named Bayou Bun who basically got pissed off at, at, uh, uh, at, at, uh, Beto for confronting Greg Abbott. And I said, okay, so let's let's get this thing straight. You have kids, right? So if this was your kid, you would be right in Greg Abbott's face, pissed yep. the fuck off. Right. And I said, you know what? We as black folks, y'all scream at President Biden. And, right. And you all, I, I think most of y'all, and you know some white folks, everybody's like, you're the fucking president. Do something. Dude, stop. Y'all need to go to your damn legislators. They the ones that make the laws. Biden wrote an executive, if he writes an executive order with a 6-3 conservative court, that damn thing's going to be overturned. Yep. Because you know that's what's going to happen. You can overturn an, an executive order. You can. And the thing is, the thing that also I'll say this in closing, you do notice, Stacey, that half that none of this shit be happening in urban areas. Even though people talk, even though murders do happen in Chicago and they, they do happen around schools. Name the last time there was a mass a mass school shooting in Chicago. You can't. It's mostly Name the last in, time, Stacey. Can you there, can, I mean I can't I can't. Can I mean I'm sitting up here. Most of the, the most of the things that are happening notice are happening in states that have lax gun laws. I mean, well, I won't say that, but either the state has lax gun laws or the state next to them has some kind of lax gun law where it's easy to purchase guns and come back over. 
And like I said, it's happened, you know, Texas has a lax gun law. Like I said, you know, Pennsylvania has a lax gun law. And so the kid from um, New York goes to Pennsylvania and gets Louisiana, up a gun. And I mean, Louisiana has one. You know, so like I said, you most know, of people, it's a dog I mean, we do too, but I don't know if it's as lax as it is. In yeah, because like it, 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 I always wonder, like everybody, else, like I, like I just said, you think about all the think about all the gun law, all the the, the incidents. They don't never they never happen. We're talking about school shootings. We're not talking about the, like the stuff that you saw in Buffalo or the one you saw in Pittsburgh. But we're talking about um, school shootings. And you know, them school shootings, they don't happen in Detroit. They don't happen in Chicago. They don't happen in Memphis. They don't happen in New Orleans. They happen in suburban areas. And why do, you, do they happen in suburban areas? Because they know, because those white folks they're the ones they always point at Chicago, but you all have, but you all, the reason why we know about your city is because of a school shooting. Right. Right. See, see, that's right. the, that's, and, 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 and that's the mind blowing thing about it. They, you escaped the city to go to the suburbs, but because you thought it was safe and, and, we know your city because of a school shooting. Like Littleton, Colorado. How many, nobody could, what was Little, Little what was Littleton, Colorado known for before Columbine? Nobody knew where the fuck Littleton, Colorado was. But when they had that school shooting, guess what? Guess what? We knew where Littleton, Colorado was. See, that's what people, that's what people, that's the, that's the thing that people don't ever, never talk about. They don't ever talk about that. You never, you never heard of a mass school shooting in Philadelphia, or in Detroit, or in Chicago, or in Memphis, or in New Orleans. Yes, crime is crime happens here, but them suburbs with the picket fences and the two-parent household, they happen there because y'all can sweep around your own fucking porch. That being yeah, said, I, I, we're gonna I, I, move on because yeah. I think we can talk ad nauseum about this. The stuff with with um I want to talk about the Grambling video. The one I showed you yesterday. Um Grambling, um, if you don't, if you're uh, um not familiar, Grambling uh at one point uh had um Grambling had hired a new head coach and they got you know and you know with with new head coaches they, they always cut um they always cut you know they always do this stuff with you know with you know you get a new coach you get you bring in your own people and the very the yesterday there was a um there was a um yesterday there was a video of this white woman of this white chick that was um, that was doing this, um, you know. They had like the three hundred and sixty, the three hundred and sixty, uh, 
vi uh, video and stuff, and they had her basically shaking her ass with whatever ass she had, and <laughs> she's uh, using this little gun, this little money gun to um money gun to um to shoot out money it was like being in a strip club so this this is the thing i want to say because one i don't have a problem with the kid i have a problem with the white chick going to grand estate okay why she went there those are her reasons and her reasons alone I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with, Stacey, is that this HBC Grambling State, Grambling State to me has had so many PR mishaps throughout the last six, almost six months. You hired Art Browse as your offensive coordinator for football. And then you bring in a coach who basically, uh, basically led 19 um um 19 players go um four months before the school year uh let out and now you have a white girl doing a video with a money machine and it sends the wrong message to me and here's why it sends the wrong message to me stacy Again, I don't have a problem with white folks going to HBCUs. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is that the that the current coach at Grambling State decided to make her the, the face of that program. And the reason, and, and it, it sends this message, it sends the message of, I decided to get rid of 19 beautiful and talented black girls for a white girl because I uh, I want to bring white girls in to take the spot of 19 talented black girls. It sends the wrong message to not only those girls who she let go, but to Grambling State University and the fans as a whole. This is a pro this is a university that doesn't care about those student athletes. And that video yesterday pissed me the fuck off. If I was a parent and I and my daughter wanted to go and play volleyball, I would not send her to Grambling State University because it appears to me that the coach at Grambling doesn't have her back. And you allowed this white chick to be the face of your program and do a video like the one I showed you yesterday, Stacey, while you guys are under investigation. It sends the wrong message. And, and, well, and, and, and I just, all the respect, and, 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 and hold on, all the respect that I, what little respect I did, I did have for Grambling, I respected them because it's the, the school of Eddie Robinson and Doug Williams. I respect the tradition of those HBC, of the HBCUs. Um, when I think of what that, when I saw that video and I saw it again this morning, I was disgusted. And if I was a Grambling alum, I would be completely angered by the kind of message that the volleyball coach and the volleyball program is trying to send to these young ladies.
I, you know, honestly, it is a bad look for um, Grambling. I, like you said, I had no idea that they were being investigated. Um, uh, like I said, I had no idea that they're being investigated um, by the NCAA. Not that I'm surprised, but I think that Grambling. I think whoever does public relations, because I've worked in sports information, and you know this, whoever's doing their PR needs their ass kicked. It's a bad idea. It's like, why? It's like, I, I look at the LSU thing with Brian um, Brian Kelly. Why are you doing this? Because he thinks he looks cool, and I'm glad somebody, hopefully, at LSU said, listen, sir, don't do this, because people are laughing at you. You're looking corny. Be yourself. Grambling doing this, like I said, I worked in sports information. But but there's who's giving them these ideas to do this because you're a historical. I, I guess ain't got a problem with white girl being on the ball. Okay, the point of yeah. being that doing the money thing and you're being investigated that's just dumb and that's just somebody. And it's probably a coach who said, Well, let's do this. Somebody in the PR department, somebody should have said, Listen, let's not do this, let's not poke the bear. And like I said, sports information, that's your job. You're the PR people for your sport, for your school. Whoever the SID is for Grambling, they need their ass kicked. They need they need their ass kicked. I, I think with the whole thing, with, with the whole thing. The whole uh, the whole thing with with um with with what, what Brian Kelly did. Uh with what Brian Kelly did. Um I, I, I think there's a difference. I, I think Brian Kelly is trying to relate. Um, I, I think he's trying to relate. And I'm not saying that just as an LSU fan, but I think with, with Brian Kelly, there, that, that, that's a different thing because you're trying to get kids to come to LSU. This here is not that. This is a basically a slap in the fucking face to the kids that, Go to Grambling State. That go to Grambling State University. Um, I get that, but I think the point is, so it's a bad. The the the. I think I get that with LSU and all that, but the point is for both of them, it was just bad ideas, and it never should have been done. Like I said, it was a bad idea. You don't do that, and people who are in. I, yeah. I've been I mean, like, you know, you, and, do, you don't do this. You just, it's just a bad, especially with Grambling. This is not a good idea. You sit up here being investigated for cheating. Yeah. That's like you know, and, and I like think Beyonce thing is that, doing that shit. And it's like, what would you do that? And you're drawing attention to yourself. No, don't do it. I, I want to get your thoughts on on what Deion Sanders said regarding Nick Saban and regarding, um, you know, what he said, what he was talking about. Um, because I know you have a lot of thoughts. Um, and I and I and I know I have a lot of thoughts too. What was your opinion? What did you take away from what he said uh, in terms of uh, of what Nick Saban did or didn't do? Uh, but Dion, he needs to sit the fuck down because let's be truthful about it. And I'm gonna hurt some step on some toes when I say that Dion Sanders is worth forty million dollars. If people don't sit there and believe that somewhere along the line, he offered this child to come to his school, something to come there, then they're stupid and they're naive because I'm sorry. And like I said, he might've did it. I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'll take that back. Maybe he did come to Grambling, you know, <coughs> I'm sorry, maybe he did come to Jackson State, 
<coughs> out of the goodness of wanting to play for a best school, but honestly, let's be real. Dion tried to play offend, tried to play that he's offended and all this. This shit was said by Lane Kiffin months ago. First of all, Let, let's get that straight. Who stirred the shit pot first was Lane Kiffin. He indicated back in February that some shady shit was going on at Jackson State. <laughs> Lane Kiffin's good. Lane, 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 Lane Kiffin. Now you know, am I lying? Lane am Kiffin. I lying? Lane Kiffin came out and said Lane today, Bryce Miller should get the. Oh yeah, he got Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, it wasn't Nick saying people. Dion mad at, at Nick for yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thing. I mean, I mean, but Lane Kiffin said that Lane Kiffin basically came out and said the same shit back in February. Nobody was mad at him, but now that Nick Saban said it, all oh, hell's about to break loose, and oh, he wrong, and this is racist. No, sir, it's not. He is. I think that you shouldn't be offering kids money before they get there. And forgive me, but I don't buy. I'm sorry, Jackson, Mississippi. Tallahassee, Florida, you're going to go play for HBCU. No offense to HBCU people, but I'm just telling you the truth. Nine times out of ten, a lot of these kids are not going to HBCU because because the facilities are terrible. You're not on TV a lot. You know, that's the main two things. I mean, they're not going there. They're not going there. This kid's not going. I mean, if he went there, okay. If he went there to play. And I believe that part of the reason he went there is because he wanted to play for a black school. But you're not gonna sit there and bullshit me and tell me he didn't have no incentive, any other incentives to go. And even in, like I said, Deion Sanders is a great salesman, and he had, and like I said, he has in his hand. And I said this the other day when people try to make this into a race thing, and Nick Saban should apologize to Deion Sanders basically because he's black. And I said Nick Saban didn't say anything that wasn't true. You know, he probably should. And a lot of people said, well, he shouldn't have said the name. Even Nick said, I probably shouldn't have said the name, but. I think he's just saying what everybody's been thinking that how did Deion Sanders get this number one kid in the nation to come to HBCU when he could have went to Goldman? He was definitely going to Florida State at one point. He ends up at HBCU and nobody's suspicious about that. Nobody's sitting up there raising the eyebrow. Like I said, Lane Kiffin said the shit first. It wasn't Nick Saban. Go back and look. And then Jimbo Fisher want to jump in and call Nick Saban everything but the child of God. You just, as, as an old saying goes, a hit dog a holler. If you're not doing anything wrong, then why are you calling a seven-minute press conference to cuss Nick Saban out? Nick Saban I mean, got what got has Jimbo? Hey, I mean, Nick Saban got what has Jimbo, what has last week too by Jimbo the at Texas A&M and beat Alabama. beat Alabama once, and they've done it in ten years. They beat Alabama twice in ten years. They did it with Johnny Manziel, and they did it last you know, year. I was, I was the talking record about is thirteen to two against Alabama. And all these AM fans, I say, y'all paying all these money to these football players and these coaches to go eight and four every year and finish fourth in the SEC West because you're not going to win the West this year either. Even if Alabama don't win it, I truly don't think Texas AM will. And I think within two years, if Jimbo has an offer this year and they don't do nothing next year, he gone. I don't care how I mean, I don't care how much I mean, but he'll be gone in two years. I, 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 I agree. But I think the whole thing was an overreaction. I mean, you got to realize. You got to look at Jimbo. You got to also look at it this way. I I do a lot of research. Okay. Here's a list of schools that have won a a conference championship more recently than Texas A&M. Okay. Southern Miss has done it. Arkansas State. Memphis. Louisville, Purdue, Illinois, Northwestern, Wisconsin, 
even even Georgia Tech, Clemson has done it. Shit, Duke, Duke and North Carolina has played for conference championships. Virginia has played for a conference championship. Wake Forest has a conference championship. Maryland has won a conference title more recently than Texas A&M. So has Colorado. Colorado's done it. Uh, Oregon and Oregon State's done it. Washington has done it. Washington State. I can go on and chips, or at least a share of a conference title more recently than Texas A&M. Texas A&M has not won a conference title since 1998. And that's and in that, the Big and, 12 championship game. So all this money. <laughs> so, so hold on. What is the fish for? So so that being said, I was talking to I was talking to I was talking to Jake Jake Crane. And me and him, we don't agree politically at all. We don't agree, you know, he's kind of conservative. I'm a you know a liberal. But one of the things I told him to, the other day, I say, Jake, all the money that Texas and Texas AM spend on money on on football with facilities getting recruits you would think they would have won five or six championships uh, five or six national championships between those two schools there's only been one national title in my lifetime texas has won in my lifetime texas has won five i think five conference championships in my lifetime lsu has won seven in my lifetime LSU had five before I was born. They've won seven since I was born. Okay. So that being said, Jimbo Fisher, I, I, you know, yes, he's brought some energy to the program, but he has the same record as Kevin Sumlin did his first four years at, uh, at Texas A&M. And it's a straight up identical and beating Alabama resume too. And I believe Kevin Sumlin is probably I'm gonna say better coach, but yeah, I mean, but only, only difference is Ke uh, Kevin Sumlin didn't. Kevin Sumlin didn't. Kevin Sumlin didn't beat LSU because mm -hmm. Manziel, Johnny Manziel, did not beat us. He did not beat us, and I, I take pride in that all the time. But, but one of the things I will say, one of the things I will say, is that. You're talking all this shit just to go nine and three or eight and four. That 2020 COVID year was is probably the best that you'll ever get out of Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher. It's a program that thinks that they're an elite program, but at best, you're basically a, a, a better version of Mississippi State. You're probably at best always going to be at best an eight and four or a nine and three team. You occasionally have some 10-win seasons here and there. That being said, uh, Stacey, um, the trip to New Orleans, how excited are you? I'm very excited. This is my first time to New Orleans. I know that's weird, but I have been to Shreveport, Louisiana, because I was with a boyfriend at the time, and I was living in Dallas, and we drove over to Shreveport, and I've been to Baton Rouge because my uncle, 
I was going to college. I was a very small child, and we brought him to Baton Rouge to go to Southern University. So, <clears throat> excuse me, never had a chance to visit and uh, be in New Orleans. And this is my first time I'm doing this part of my 50th birthday trip. I turned 50 back in January, and I wanted to do a special trip. And I kept on debating back and forth because I thought I was going to come to New Orleans in January, but I was like, that wouldn't be fun because I want to be out there and be able to walk around and you know enjoy the city and you know maybe you know like i said just get out there and enjoy myself I, I i like you know the weather's supposed to be real nice although it's supposed to be hot but it's still supposed to be nicer than it would have been in january so i'm, I'm very excited my, my whole goal is to eat gamble and drink that's my goal which which is which is which are all fair things uh, i told you i uh, i have a connection with someone over at um a connection with someone over at um what was gonna say over at um gabrielle on orleans so i have a connection over there with a friend of mine over there at, at gabrielle on, on uh, orleans avenue and um you enjoy it i mean i know what i kind of figured out where you guys were staying at you guys are staying on ferret on ferret has a lot of great uh restaurants they have there's a rouse it's a good area. It's a it's a commercial. It's the commercial. It's a commercial area, so it's like everything from Napoleon all the way to Jefferson. That's the commercial district. So um, on Ferret and Sonia, there's uh, um, there's Good Bird. There's Good Bird, that dog, and then you have Windowsill's Pie. You have. Uh, Mojo Coffee House at Valence and Ferret. And then um, you have the Rouses across the street. Then you have the Colage Kitchen, as well as uh, Starbucks on Jefferson and Ferret. And then um, let's see what else you have. Midway Pizza is on Ferret and Upper Line. Uh, there's a place called Mint on Sonia and Ferret. And then um, down at... Um, down on Dryad Street, there's a place called uh, Charlie's Steakhouse. I know the guy that owns it. I don't have his, I lost his phone number. I'll, I'll have to get the phone number from, from my neighbor. But uh, there's a place called Charlie's Steakhouse on Dryad's, Dryad's and, um, and Valence. Dryad's and Valence. And uh, they have a really great steak selection. Um, if you're going towards St. Charles, like, St. Charles is towards the river. There's Fat Harry's on St. Charles and Napoleon. The New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Place is at Milan and St. Charles. There's also the Column House, the Column Hotel on St. Charles and um, General Taylor. And then um, going towards where I live, I live uh, close to Jackson and St. Charles. You have uh, Gracious Bakery at 6th and St. Charles. Um, what else? So I really did pick a good. I really did pick and a good. You get spot to Jackson. Like, there's oh Igor's, gosh. which is my office on St. Charles. Yeah, you got a lot of options. A lot of options. Uh, on Napoleon, there's a place called it's Pascal's. I can't think of the damn thing. It's a place on, on Napoleon called Pascal's. Pascal's something. I can't think of it. 
And then if you're going towards magazine and Napoleon, there's Miss Mays. Miss Mays is on a magazine and Napoleon. Now in the quarter, since you want to go gamble and stuff, um, in that area, there's a Creole house on Canal. For the record, avoid Canal. Canal Street is a fucking shithole. So there's <laughs> Luke on St. Charles. Uh, Luke on St. Charles. Uh, on um, on Decatur. Lower Decatur, there's a place called St. John. And then on Conti in the quarter, there's Oceana. There's um, Oceana Grill. Let's see what else we got. What else I can, what else I can recommend? Uh, the Pythian Market. They got my mama's, my mama's uh, chicken and 14 parishes, which is a Jamaican, it's a Jamaican restaurant. Uh, and that's on uh, La La on Laola between Gravier and Par Perdido. Uh, actually, Gravier and Tulane Avenue. Um, and then if you're going towards the dome, there's, um, if you're going towards, if you're going, not uh, towards the dome, if you're up at Howard and Carundelet, there's a place called Twisted Waffles. It's a black-owned waffle place. So you have a lot of options, a lot of options. Um, live music, if you want to listen to live music, there's a Mahogany Hall on, on Charter Street. There's also um, there's also a DBA, and then there's also the spotted uh, the Snug Harbor Jazz Bistro, and then there's the Yard on Frenchman, and um, Fritzel's Jazz Hall and Preservation Hall is in quarter as well. So you have a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff um, to look forward to, Stacey. I'm happy that and I. And I more than likely, we have a chance to meet, finally meet up with you. You know, it won't be like meeting up with my Twitter crush. It's meeting my, you know, it's like I'm meeting my cousin here, you know, <laughs> my long lost cousin here. Um, it is. Well, you get to, I'm excited because I mean, you get to it meet is, my like, sister look, and it, my, it, what my look, best friend. Look, our, you know, I, like this is the complete opposite of you know because I, you know, I told you, my mom vowed based. Basically, two years ago, basically told me, I'm never coming to visit you in New Orleans. My mom literally told me that. Uh, she was like, um, she was like, um, she was like, um, I'll, I'll never come down here to visit you. She literally told me to my face. She, she told it, it, I found out from, uh, um, I take that back. I found it, I found out about this from um, a friend of mine. This was the week after George Floyd got killed. And my, uh, my, um, my um, family friend called me and he was like, uh, your mom just said that she'll never, she's never coming down to visit you. And I, I told him, I said, you know, if, Part of me, you know, was pissed, like, because I'm the only child. But then also I was hurt. I was hurt, but then I wasn't surprised because, you know, my mom's actions kind of like, it lined up with, 
with the reality that she's never come to New Orleans to visit me. And I just learned how to accept it. You get what I'm saying? And I think even yeah. like I didn't even get a chance to talk about Mother's Day. I basically came out on Facebook and said that I kind of cut off connect communication with my mom. And my dad, I believe, called me on Mother's Day. And I think he won't and I, I haven't spoke to my dad. Uh and I don't know what is the deal with that. Um, but I had said you know, I did this because I didn't like how I was treated after the hurricane. And that stuck with me. And when she didn't respond to the letter I sent when she fainted at work, I was like, okay, I now know where you stand. And I told someone, you know, I was talking to someone and I showed them, I showed this to a friend of mine. If you want to know why I don't speak to my mom, here's the reason why. It was a photo. It was a, a, a the, the comment she made when when the hurricane hit. If you want to know why I don't talk to my mom, here's the reason why. And I said I'm not gonna be making excuses for my mom's behavior anymore. I am going to protect my peace and I'm going to move on with my life. And if she wants to make amends. The door is always open, but nothing in in the last few years I've been in this city has shown me that she's willing to do that. So I'm gonna protect my peace. Well, that's smart on your part, because that's how I would be: is protect your peace. That, like I said, that, that's I... that's the reason. That that's the reason why, like that's why I, I I tell people all the time. I don't. That's why I don't watch the news and that's why I mute when stuff like stuff like this and like what happened in Texas that's why I just mute the, the keywords and stuff because I need to protect my peace I would rather see a puppy playing than see something like that on my timeline the same way with state sanctioned killings I don't need to see those videos I don't need to see a lot of trauma the more trauma you intake the more crazy you become I agree. I think that's I think that's true too. That's one of the reasons I'm like, thank God this trip is coming up because I haven't had a vacation in months. I haven't been out of town since last September when we went to Panama City Beach. So this is coming at a good time. I need an escape. Um, we need to get out of town for a few days. It's a holiday. I just want to relax and enjoy myself. Um, we all do it. We all need it. We, oh, I, I need it. And I mean, like I said, I need it badly. And I just like I said, I've been you know, it hasn't been, uh, uh, you know, things haven't been bad in my life, but I'm just saying, I just, I want to break from reality for a few days and to be able to just go down there and to relax. And my uncle, I told you my uncle's down there. He's supposed to meet me too. We're supposed to meet him at some point, meet you. My friend Dominique who lives down there, um, she's going to be out of town. I wish I could see her before she goes, but she's going to the beach. Cause I told her I'm coming. She's like, Oh no, I'm not going to be here. But anyway, I have, and I was telling my other girlfriend, she's like, you got a lot of people down there. I didn't realize how many, you know, you know, friends and stuff, family I have in New Orleans or the, you know, New Orleans, Baton Rouge area. So I'm really excited. But yeah, I, I need to break. I need to decompress for a minute and just have a good time and just get ready. You know, because I'm, I'm psyched. I got one more day of work tomorrow. 
I'm going to knock that out. I have not packed yet, like most women. I'm going to wait till the last minute and pack my stuff. And I'm, I'm ready to come. Come your way. I'm coming. And the Lord is willing and the quick don't rise, as the old folks say. I will be in New Orleans this weekend. Oh, yes. Definitely. Definitely. We had to take a, pictures of well, our folks, event. that's going to do it for this, <laughs> this therapy session. Stacy, as always, it's great to have you with Great to be on. Oh, oh I, I say this thing, internet always royally danged around here. It's part of cloud cover. Because I was wait, I didn't want to cut you off when you were saying you were, go, you know, you were looking forward to the trip to uh, New Orleans. I understand. Mm hmm. Oh, definitely, 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 definitely. But folks, we are coming to the end of this therapy session. Podcast will be up to on Friday. As always, thank you for your time this time. And until next time, we will see you, you down the road. Say goodnight, Stacy. Good night, Stacy. Ryan, I'll see you this weekend. <laughs>